today on Ag News Daily. I give a shout out to everyone that helped me, to be honest, because there's so much work that goes into putting on a, on a record attempt that, um, that I couldn't have done it without each and every one of them. Danny Winterhoff joined alongside Delaney Howell on a Friday episode of the Ag News Daily Podcast, sitting here August 26, 2022. How's Delaney doing? Oh, I'm pretty good, Tanner. How about you? Doing well. I don't have any special quirks for you this morning. No, no guilt trip, no nothing else like that. I uh, just want you to share the message from Sitgo Mystic that is proud sponsor of our episode this week. They certainly are, Tanner, and we thank them once again for that. But for a full look at their top quality products, visit Mystic Lubes, that's M-Y-S-T-I-K, lubes.com. Absolutely. We appreciate them. We appreciate you listeners for joining in. Remember, if you want to catch us live next week, come to the Farm Progress Show, pay attention to our social media feeds. You will see exactly where you can find us, and you might get a taste of who we will be interviewing for the podcast. But Delaney... You sent me a message this morning telling me to keep track of Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell. Have you seen what his message was yet this morning? I have not. Have you? He says that the Fed will likely impose more large interest rate hikes in the next coming months. In resolute, They are resolutely focused on taming the highest inflation in four decades. Powell acknowledged that the Fed's continued tightening of credit will cause pain for many of households and businesses as the higher rates will further to slow the economy and potentially lead to job losses. He says these are just unfortunate costs of reducing inflation. And that led to Mexico and the Mexican central bank debating whether or not they should decouple from the US Fed. So Mexico's central bank board is now debating based upon the US interest rate height rises and Jerome Powell's opinion, whether or not they should stay in line with those three quarter percent rate hikes. One of the five board members argued that Mexico's interest rate increase had to match US no matter what, because if they don't, the peso could weaken. Other members are saying that Mexican monetary policy decisions should be focused on their own domestic economy and suggested decoupling from the Federal Reserve as soon as possible. So some big money moves and money news hitting the news line, news wire this morning. Yeah, that is good that you were following along with that because I saw he was speaking but didn't have time to check that update, Tanner. But one thing I did have time to check an update on here was that a whole slew of economic data is also becoming available for the U.S. and other countries this morning. And not only is the U.S. anticipated to increase interest rates, which we knew was coming, but also the Bank of England is expected to raise rates in the UK as well from a current 1.75% policy to an expected 4.2% in interest rate by the middle of 2023. So they've got a little bit more time to increase that interest, but I can't believe they were still that low, Tanner. Yeah, and that might point to why some of those economic standards or measurements in that in their country were doing better than across the, the world. But it is uh, interesting to see how low they still were. Came across a couple of articles and one just kind of updated the other on itself. A uh, headline that caught our attention is the world narrowly avoided radiation disaster 
after Russian-controlled nuclear plant in Ukraine was completely disconnected from the Ukraine's power grid. So, of course, uh, president of Ukraine was warning the general population that the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant, Europe's largest, for fact, was back on the grid again this morning, supplying electricity to Ukraine on Friday. However, it was disconnected from the national power grid for the first time in 40 years late on Thursday. So Zelensky is stating that had the backup generators not started, the world could have been dealing with a nuclear cleanup. So, uh, of course, power grid was damaged by Russian shelling. It was the plant safety systems that came in to avoid the catastrophic damages that could have happened basically saying, uh, warning to the Russian government that this is not okay and this is potentially going to be a worldwide issue. And the last line, Delaney says, Russia blames Ukraine for the incident. So uh, quite interesting to find out whose fault it was, but could have been a disaster at that nuclear plant. Well, Tanner, one thing that wasn't a disaster was the pro-farmer crop tour, which certainly didn't have fantastic yields on day four. But it's going to be interesting to see how the markets truth chew through this last piece of news as the Western and Eastern leg finished up yesterday. The yield estimate for Minnesota actually came in higher than the three-year average. 2022 data sh- says a 190 should be expected for corn yield in Minnesota, whereas soybean data was also higher than the three-year average. Pod count came in at 772, up 5.5% from the three-year average. In Iowa, we came in right in line with the three-year average at a 183 yield number. Now that is lower than last year's data, was, which was at a 190 tanner. But all in all, you know, we were questioning what was happening in the Western portion of the state. And it seems like yields are pretty much intact. Not gonna be record producing, but not gonna be Uh, super low either. And soybeans came right in line with the three-year average. Pod count was at 690 compared to 691 for the three-year average. Well, there you go. That's uh, good news, knowing that we're not going to have a complete crop failure and the drought didn't quite get there. But drought-related news came after prevented plant caused by substantial wetness this spring. So we got the Uh, Prevented plant official report out weather challenges tugged crop acres down for 2022 compared to 2021. The overall acreage mix of 248.861 million acres of that prevented plant was 6.387. North Dakota led the pack with the most prevented plant. North Dakota claimed 40% of all the prevented plant acres. However, that's only 15% of their total crop acres. There was just over 2 million unplanted acres in North Dakota. South Dakota had a total of just shy of 735,000 prevented plant acres or 6% of their crop, followed by Arkansas and Minnesota. But ultimately, uh, corn was hit the hardest with more than 3 million acres unplanted. So even though we've got positive yield data the last day of the crop tour, we have less acres than we have on average historically. Well, Tanner, keeping in line with the crop focus news today, the Propane Education Research Council shared 
some good supply chain news for once with DTN. They said this year's crop season should be fairly normal when it comes to drying down that crop and the propane outlook therefore looks stable given that we won't have a wet year like we did in 2019 when a lot of the crop had to be dried down. They said the 2022 crop year will not look like 2020 or excuse me will not look like 2019 at any rate and there will not be a ton of regions that have high moisture corn that needs to be dried down. So they said the supply chain this year for, for propane looks fairly stable. They've got quite a bit stockpiled up for harvest this season. And that should be finally a good piece of news there for farmers since they have been dealing with supply chain issues now, Tanner, for years. Right. Well, let's pause here for another thing our farmers might be interested in this fall, and that is Mystic Lube. So here's a message from them. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. Sitco Mystic Lubes, again, for your proud partnership of the Ag News Daily Podcast. Here on a Friday episode, I got one piece left before we get into the markets, and that is coming from Bryce Anderson of DTN, meteorologist there, saying that July 2022 posted the hottest nightly temperatures averaging for any month in 128 years of record keeping, the average of 63.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That was more than five degrees warmer than the 20th century average. So pretty hot in July. I think we all complained about that. We talked a lot about energy crisis related to keeping things cool, but the crops themselves couldn't get, keep themselves cool. So that's the last piece I have today on this Friday edition. Well, Tanner, I don't think I really have too much additional news other than one announcement here that two more new swine inspection system hog facilities have been given the green light to increase line speed. The two facilities are a Tyson facility in Madison, Nebraska, and Swift Pork Company in Beardstown, Illinois. Back in July of 2021, we saw line speeds at six plants began running as much as 25 to 30% slower, causing a decrease in the national capacity of hogs slaughtered. Then in 2021, November of 2021, we saw the USDA's Food Safety and Inspection Service, in collaboration with OSHA, developed a time-limited trial to enable plants to run faster speed lines. Through those experimentations, they've given now the green light to two facilities, which are hoping to increase capacity pretty substantially, Tanner, with the new speed time that will run at those two facilities. That is good news to bring some more capacity back to the industry. Uh, Certainly going to be another one of those things to watch. We've seen beef packing plants pop up all over the horizon, it seems. So good news on the pork side. Absolutely, Tanner. But let's take one more quick pause today before we hit the markets. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. 
Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K-lubes.com. Well, Tanner, it has been a positive morning this morning in the commodity markets as grains are trending higher across the board here. New crop corn is up about six and a half cents here this morning at 656. New crop soybeans trading about 15 cents higher at 1446. September Chicago wheat up about seven and a half cents on the morning at 777. And tapping over to take a look at the livestock markets, we're seeing some mixed trade in live cattle as the October contract is trading pop higher on the day at a buck 43.82. December live cattle down about two pennies on the day at 149. And in feeders and lean hogs, pretty much red across the screen there as September feeders are down about 95 cents on the morning at 183 and October lean hogs down about 55 cents on the morning at 90.55 Tanner. Yeah, that is uh, certainly a wrap up to the marketing week. Good thing you wrapped up on the livestock side of things because our interview today on this Friday edition spins right down a unique direction of what you could do with sheep shearing. So let's jump right into that. Listeners, we've got a true Friday episode interview guest for you today. Happy to introduce Lloyd Reese, British record holder. Just wait until you find out what record it is that he holds. Lloyd, welcome to the podcast. Hi there. You have a little bit of an accent, so why don't you tell our listeners where you're from? I'm um, I'm from a very small place called Sandavasi in um, Breckenshire, Paris, Wales, the United Kingdom. Right. So, what time of day is it there right now for you? It's um, it's three p.m. at the moment. All right, listeners, we're recording this at nine a.m. in the Central Time Zone. So, a little bit of difference across the pond, Cassidy. We haven't had a guest like that for a while. No, we haven't. And Lloyd, we're really excited to talk to you today about this huge record that you set just last week. Can you share with our listeners what that is and what you did to get there? Yeah, so I sheared a, I, I'm a sheep shearer and I, and I did a um, a nine hour shearing record, which is um, a five o'clock start, 5am till 5pm. And we shear for five runs. Uh, two hours the first run and then four one hour 45 minute runs with breaks of one hour and half two half an hour breaks and, and an hour for breakfast and lunch how does one get into the sheep shearing business did you grow up on a farm are you involved in agriculture outside of your achievement of this record how did that happen yeah i i did did indeed grow up on the farm and um I grew, I, I'm a farmer with, with my father on the on the farm at home. I grew up watching watching him and my uncles shearing sheep on our farm, which which got me inspired to be a shearer myself. Um, my granddad was also a a shearing sheep shearing instructor um, before I was born, but uh, so it's always been in the family. All right. So the record is for lamb shearing in a nine hour time period obviously you said you took some breaks because everybody needs to needs to replenish themselves but how many sheep did you shear or is that not how the record was judged 
Yeah, no, that that's correct. It it was judged on on the total number. Um, I sheared nine hundred and two lambs in in the nine hour period, um, and they're also judged to to a quality standard. You know, you you have to if they think that you you haven't done a good enough job, they can um, they'll take them off you or, or even stop the record if if it's not a good enough standard. Wow, that is. A ton of sheep. Casty, I don't even know where I would be able to source 900 head of sheep to shear. Yeah, Lloyd, where did you have specific sheep from your farm that you picked to do this record? Pretty gentle sheep that you specifically sourced. How was that? Um, so luckily we're in a we're in a real sheep area where I am from. Um, and yes, we use some of our, our own sheep, some of my cousins. But we also sourced them from, I think, a total of eight farms altogether um, just to get the, the really good shearing line of sheep together, of lambs together, to, to make the record possible. So what was the previous record and how long have you been training to take it down? Um, the previous record uh, was set actually only a week before. Um, that was 881 by one of my mates in Staffordshire, England. But um, before that, it was 872. And uh, since probably 18 months ago, I started training specifically towards the goal of breaking breaking the record. And, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a long road, but it, it's worth it. <laughs> so how long do you think until one of your mates breaks your record? I wouldn't have thought it'll be too long. There's, there's always someone else, isn't there? It doesn't matter, you know. You, you watch boxing or anything like that. There's always someone else that, that comes along and and takes the crown. Got the crown for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for now. <laughs> so, what comes along with being the British record holder? Have you gotten a lot of media coverage? Did you get any sponsorships for this and things like that? Um. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Lister Shearing. Um. Have sponsored me for a while now, actually, and they they were very much on board with with the attempt and everything, supplying me with the top class equipment. Um, and then since I've had actually, yeah, a lot of a lot of different um, interviews and stuff with with ITV News and um, a few different radio stations back home, and even one from Australia got in touch. And now you guys, so yeah, it's been pretty wild. That is cool how agriculture can connect people all around the world. I tell you what, Lloyd, this is exciting, but what, what's next? What's in the future for you? Are you going to continue to try and, and up your record, or do we switch into another record challenge? No, I think, I think that's me pretty happy with the, with the record front, to be honest. I, that, that's everything I dreamed of doing. Now, for me, it'll be back concentrating on the, on the show competition side of shearing, which is, you know, about just shearing like 20 sheep really well, really fast, really clean and trying to trying to make the, the well shearing team and, and shearing a few world champs and things like that. I didn't know that, Cassidy. Did you know that there was a competition and a, an actual team sport for shearing sheep? I did not. I think it's very cool to hear your perspective, Lloyd, because we don't have a huge sheep industry here in the States. So... With that, trying to make the Welsh shearing team and things like that, how can we follow along with your attempts? Um, obviously, on the, you know, obviously, social media is the, the easy place where, where you know, you can always stay connected with everything. 
But um, also next year in Scotland, uh, it is, the, is the World Championships. And I'm sure that, um, that the States will have a team entered in that, actually. Very cool. We will have to keep up to date on that and see how it goes. Thank you so much, Lloyd. It was really fun talking to you and learning about this side of the industry. Well, thank you very much, guys. And, and I'd like to also just, as I've done every other time, give a shout out to everyone that helped me, to be honest, because there's so much work that goes into putting on a, on a record attempt that, um, that I couldn't have done it without each and every one of them. Yeah, that's important. We appreciate you taking the time to do that, Lloyd. We appreciate you taking the time for joining us on our podcast and prompting me to thank Cassidy for all the work that she does behind the scenes to make this episode and all our episodes go off without a hitch. So, Lloyd, thank you again for joining us on Ag News Daily. Thank you, guys, and I'll definitely be listening in. Delaney, if you could have a record in anything what would you hold a mm-hmm. world or national record in okay you're gonna love this I would hold a record in sweet corn eating because I think I can eat it really fast and I can eat a lot of it so I always feel like I would do well in a sweet corn eating contest <laughs> okay so do you eat it across like a typewriter or around uh like someone who's insane <laughs> <laughs> I do the typewriter method most usually. Sometimes I'll do a round. The most insane method, though, is when people just randomly eat at it and they don't have method one way or the other. What would you That's have fair. a record in? You know, I asked the question. I should have had an answer prepared. I think, uh, I don't know if I would do anything eating-wise because I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep up with that. It would, I'd want to do something quickly. Maybe it would be the most podcast episodes recorded in a day. Okay, that's fair. You could probably win that now, I feel like. <laughs> well, let's see. we can give it a shot. Maybe that's what we should set up for next week. Remember, listeners, if you're looking to find us live and in person, come to the Farm Progress Show, Souk Up Manufacturing Booth, 1030 every morning, and catch the live version of the Ag News Daily Podcast. But what do you say, Delaney, until next time, should we let the listeners go? Let's let them go.